So inshallah now we'll begin uh, Riyadh Salihin. The Imam, he asked me to read it from Al-Bidayah ila Nihayah. Fa'anakumullah. So Imam Anawi talked about who he was, like a little bit about his importance, the kind of person he was. And then we talked about the title of the book. Inshallah we're going to talk about something very important about this book that I think is, is unfortunately sort of lost, that hopefully we can benefit from. The other thing is that unfortunately most of the translations I've ever read do not have his introduction. That's a big mistake. You know, it's not easy to translate, so I'm not by any means um, pointing the finger at anybody. But years ago, in the Azhar, we had one sheikh. The only thing he taught was muqaddimat. Like if you read the muqaddimah of al-Dusuqi, al-Shah al-Kabir, and you understand it well, Sheikh Ahmarayan, rahimahullah, you can understand the Khalil. Imam al-Shatibi, here's al-Amani. If somebody memorizes the usul, so like not to translate the introduction is a problem because in this introduction like it's a lot of really important things alhamdulillah and most importantly is the reason he wrote the book so he begins bismillah rahman rahim of course he begins bismillah rahman rahim because of the hadith of the prophet every important affair which is not begun with bismillah rahman rahim fahuwa abtar this hadith is da'if. But one of the greatest fitan, and I want to encourage everyone to take your class on hadith on Thursdays. Yeah, usually on Wednesdays. Is that people have confused hadith da'if with hadith mawdu'. This is a fitna. Hadith mawdu' is different than hadith da'if. And there are certain usul for how we use weak hadith, and the fact that we have those usul shows us that the scholars used to engage them. If they just, you don't have usul like for mawdu'at generally. So it's a very important principle with a weak hadith. And that is, al-muqayyad yutlaq, acts. If you understand usul al-fiqh, that we say, yutlaq, al-muqayyad yutlaq, yutlaq al-muqayyad with something which is authentic. But something that's weak is the opposite. So we have a number of narrations of the Prophet Let's say any really important issue, I'm going to explain this in English, any really important issue that's not begun with the Basmara is devoid of blessings. But we have another narration that says any important issue which is not begun be dhikrillah, with the remembrance of Allah. So my question for those of you who understand what I'm talking about, which one is muqayyid and which one is mutlaq? The muqayyid is basmala. And the mutlaq is what? Dhikrullah. So with this kind of hadith, when you have these different narrations, we go with a general meaning. And, we, and that's what we practice the amal upon it. So any type of dhikr is sufficient, alhamdulillah. But also Imam Nawi he begins, Bismillah rahman rahim because the Quran begins Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa huwa kaman salat al-Shafi'iyya. Fa Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Meaning he seeks the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seeks the good from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of my teachers said this ba'a ba tabarruk. I seek like the blessings of Allah. Bi asma'i. The Basmala is very important. It will protect us from evil. Years ago, when I first embraced Islam, 
we had a halaqa of Quran with Sheikh Ahmed Diay from Senegal. So we memorized the Quran with MashaAllah. And there was one brother, he couldn't stop going to the club. It's a convert halaqa, it's a little different. Because a convert halaqa is a halaqa of transformative change. It's not jumud. So the brother would actually come to the halaqa of Quran. You know, we knew we were from that world. We could smell that he had been in a place other than the zawiyah. So I said to him one day, I said, man, bro, did you, last night, because the halak was after Fajr. So that meant he came straight from the bar to the minbar. But the sheikh, he never stopped him, subhanAllah. The sheikh, he never stopped him. The sheikh, he said, what's the problem, you know, what's the problem? Nobody wanted to like tell on the guy. So then he said, sheikh, I can't stop going to like, you know, bad places. I'm new to Islam. I have certain attachments. Very normal. It's part of life. The Shaykh, he said, I know, Wallahi, one thing. If you say it, brother, you'll never go there. He said, what? He said, the next time you get there, you get out of your car, you're about to walk in and say, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. He said, Shaykh, if I say Bismillah, I won't go. The Shaykh said, exactly. You won't go in. So next time we find ourselves being overcome by shaitan or our nafs, say Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. He says, Alhamdulillahi al-Wahid al-Qahari al-Aziz al-Ghafar ma-kawri layli ala al-Nahar tazkiratan li-uli al-Qulubi wal-Absar wa-tabsiratan li-zawil al-Babi wal-Iqtibar. Wa-narwi hada bil-Isnad alhamdulillah an al-Shaykh yani. The Shaykh, he begins, he says, Alhamdulillah. You want to know how important this book is? One of my classmates, he memorized this book in two weeks. The whole thing. Two weeks. In America, that's hard. But it's not hard to know when House of Dragons starts. If we love something, it becomes easy. In business, they say, Usama can tell us, when you, when you, when you love something, it expands. When you focus on something, you see the, the pixels. For Sayyidina Imam Nawi, he begins, Alhamdulillah. Why Bismillah, Alhamdulillah? Because that's how the Quran begins. Al-Wahid, Al-Qahar, Al-Wahid is from Sifat Al-Ma'ani. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Sayyidina Shaykh Al-Marzuqi says, Naqidat Al-Awami. فَعْلَمْ بِوُجُوبِ الْمَعْرِفَةِ مِنْ وَاجِبِ لِلَّهِ عِشْرُونَ سِفَةِ Shaykh Ahmad al-Marzuqi was the Mufti of Mecca for the Marikiyah, from Egypt. They used to call him the Shaykh of the Tuk-Tuk. If you're from Egypt, you know it is Tuk-Tuk. And the Shaykh, subhanAllah, in this poem, he said that there are things we have to know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَاللَّهُ مَوْجُودٌ قَدِيمٌ بَاقِي one of the attributes we have to believe about Allah is that Allah is one. But Imam Razi says something incredible. He said not like one how you and I think. Because if you say Allah is one, isn't that tashbih? If you say one, like a physical one, isn't that tashbih? So one means here, 
ليس كمثله شيء وهو السميع البصير ولم يكن له كفوا أحد That's why you say قل هو الله أحنا قل هو الله ها واحد قل أحد means I can say هناك رجل أحد it means it's the only man on the earth there's no other man in existence there's no شبيه no نذير like him but if I say هناك رجل واحد means one man but there are many men you see the difference now so when you say واحد وحدانية ليس له شبيه ولا نذير سبحانه وتعالى سبح اسم ربك الأعلى فالواحد القهار القهار الله سيدنا القرآن وهو قاهر فوق عبادي قهار is the one that subjugates everything to what he wants سبحان الذي سخر لنا هذا وما كنا له مقرنين Al-Aziz, Al-Ghaffar. The next two he mentions in the book, Al-Aziz is the one that nothing can stop him. وَلِلَّهِ الْعِزَّةُ وَلِرَسُولِهِ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one, nothing can stop him, nothing can overcome his, his decree. إِذَا أَرَادَ شَيْنًا يَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُمْ Al-Ghaffar, this form of Ghaffar, Sifa, Mubalagha. Ghaffara means to cover, but this form of the noun is, is a form that shows like emphasis. So not just like covers once, but how many mistakes we made, man. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala covered them, subhanAllah. Why would he do that though? Imam Anawi, he's not just writing. As one of uh, our teachers used to say, every word has a meaning. Every word there's like mantuq and mafhum, right? There's something going on here. Why would he start his book like this? Alhamdulillah, the one, the subjugator, the mighty, the extremely forgiving. Because these are the two foundations of the arifin of Allah. The people who know Allah, as Imam Ibn Qayyim, he said, Al-Khawf wal-Raja' junuhan. Fear and hope are like two wings of a bird. Two wings to the Iman. So when I think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being unique, there's nothing like Him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. When I think about everything, everything is under His control. And number two, that He's the mighty. This is going to inspire me to like have fear. But then he says, Al-Ghaffar, to remind me that in that uniqueness and in that oneness and in that might and in that power, Allah is forgiving. Alhamdulillah. So as though the Shaykh is telling you like this text, this book, is dealing with those things that we need to understand to have a healthy fear of Allah and hope in Allah. That's why Imam Abu Hamid, again in Minhaj al-Abidin, in his last book he wrote, Abu Hamid al-Ghazali, out of the seven qualities of a person who lives a, fight, a life of faith and devotion, one of them is fear, one of them is hope. He actually says something nice, like fear and hope, I'm going to put it in our language, is like a personal trainer. 
One of my teachers used to say that fear and hope are like antibiotic, antibiotics. Like you need them to treat certain ill. Sometimes if I feel laxed and lazy, I need to inspire myself with fear. Sometimes if I feel I'm overcome by challenges, then I should medicate that with hope. Then he says, the one who causes the night to revolve into the day. Some ulama, they said the verse in Surah Al-Zumar, is a proof that the earth is round in the Qur'an. Because we say, you, the turban is wrapped. Thank you. Allah bless you, man. So, مُكَوْرِ اللَّيْلِ عَلَى nahari. But why would he mention night first? One of our teachers said, because the night is the, is the season of the servants of Allah. That's why one of our teachers used to say, وَأَنْتُمْ فِي ظُلُمَاتِ اللَّيْلِ وَنَحْنُ فِي دَوْءِ نَهَارِ One of our teachers used to say, like, you find yourself at night, but we find ourselves in the day. During the night, meaning the light of ibadah, the light of worship, the light of tahajjud, the light of dhikr, the light of crying to Allah when no one else is there actually will illuminate the night, alhamdulillah. That's why Sayyidina Al-Hasan Al-Basri, rahimahullah, they ask him, why do people who pray at night have such bright faces? He said, because they are exposed to celestial light, transformative light. Nurun, huh? Ala nur. This is the third thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the alteration in the day and the night as a reminder for the people who have heart. And their heart, al-basira, as Imam al-Raghab Asfahani mentions, is the ayn al-qalb. Hearts are blind. So here he says that these things, the alteration of the day and the night, are a reminder for the people whose hearts have perception. And an opportunity to, to gain perspective, to see deeper for the people. We say in Arabic in Egypt, lib, hat lib. If you know what is lib, mashallah. Lib is like what keeps you awake at night. It's like a really salty, kind of like a, I think a pumpkin seed, man. One time I got in a taxi. I'm going to write a book, Mudhakirati Ma'asa'iq. My stories with taxi drivers in Egypt. Like, incredible. I met some awliya, man. those taxis. I met some shayateen too. But most of them were awliya. One time I got in the taxi and he was eating lib. I was so hungry, man. So I said, Lo samat. Excuse me. Can I have some of your lib? He said, Of course. He had the big sack, you know. So I started eating lib. I said, Zadakallahu libban fil akhirah. He said, Ameen. <laughs> but why Are they called the people of intellect because a nut is seen as something pure? So the idea here is like pure intellect. In Egyptian you say nazif. Clean brains. 
So this is an opportunity, the world around us is an opportunity to move beyond the shallowness of the gram. I mean, if you're weighing yourself on Instagrams, no wonder you feel you have no value. And if you're wasting your time on tick-tock, tick-tock, no wonder you feel you're not going anywhere. And if you never heard on Twitter with your tweets, no wonder you feel insecure. Man, look at the names of this stuff. It's right there in front of us. It trains us to be shallow. The awliya of Allah, they don't need filters. The only thing they need a filter from is to be alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So tabsirat al-dhuwil al-bab. Al-albab. Lub mithl ni'am an'am. The jama' al-albab. Wal-absar wal-it-i'tibar. People who have deep perception in people, and this word is hard to translate because the word i'tibar is from abara. Abara means to travel. Because the idea is, the idea or the thoughts or the things in the world travel to their mind and to their hearts and then are once again metaphorically traveled to their limbs. So he is a mu'tabir. So literally it's traveled through them. Then he says, min manistafa." He continues to praise Allah. Sayyidina Imam Anawi in the book, he says, Allah, the one who awakened from his creation those who he chose. Shaykh al-Harari in Manazil al-Sairin and wa Imam al-Alami ibn Qayyim in his summary of that book, Madarit al-Sariki. What's the first? The first place to start is awakenings. And awakenings come in different ways. They come through success. But most of us, you know, success just makes us more intoxicated, right? So most of the time they come through loss. That's why Imam Ibn Taymiyyah has a beautiful statement. He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will continue to afflict a person with test until he exposes to them the fragility of this dunya. And they will find that the only thing they can rely on is Allah. What Imam Ibn Ta'ala called maqam tajreed to be peeled away. Everything has to be peeled. And when, when it's peeled, my wife and daughter asked me to do one of those peels one night. That stuff hurts, man. Especially you got a beard. You peel it, it hurts. So it has to be peeled away from us. Allah said that we are going to test you with a loss and everything you have. But give good news to the patient. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ, nobody models loss better than him. He lost his father, his mother, his grandfather, his uncle, his city. He lost everything. The beginning of the seerah really is a lesson on how to deal with trauma. And what did he say? Allah taught me. Allah taught me with loss. Praise be to Allah who awakened from his creation who he chose. 
So that means to have a concern, to feel some guilt, to feel the need to change, to be a better person, to, to take inventory of my sins. Guilt, if it's directed in the right direction, is a great thing. As long as it directs us to responsibility, it's not used as an alibi. Or it's not used to control people or to destroy people. It's used to motivate. That's why Abu Hamid al-Ghazari, he said, guilt is good as long as it leads to responsibility. And hope is good as long as it leads to responsibility. Sheikh, he continues, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who made them busy with muraqaba. There's a section in the text called muraqaba, where muraqaba means to be aware, to always be on the lookout. Turuquba is a woman who lost all her child, children except one. And if you took that, you know, have you ever met? I have some relatives like that. They ain't letting you hold their baby. Oh, can I hold your baby? No. Because they're lost. Because loss brings value. So muraqaba is the person who looks after their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the same passion. And to worship Allah as though you see him, even though you can't see him, you know he sees you. The maqama muraqaba. idama, and there's another another text, wa wa The best nuskha of Riyadh al-Salihin is Darul Minhaj. For those of you looking. In English, there's a three-volume set done by a sheikh, I think, from Pakistan. It's good because it hasn't been adulterated. It hasn't been remixed. You know, a lot of the translations get remixed and nobody tells you. Depending on the group, they like to remix things. That's not, that's not, that's not good. You should tell people that we have abridged the text. Tahdeeb. So there's two in the Makhtuta. There's two words here, idamatu wa mudawama, al-afkar. Now Allah has made them busy constantly thinking about their relationship with Allah. And kept them constantly looking for admonishment, itti'av. Meaning that the world around them is always an opportunity to learn. Whether I'm successful, whether I suffer, whether I'm happy, whether I'm sad, kullu shay'in fihi ayah. Everything around me is ayat. That's why I say, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. The word Alameen is from Alam. Alam is a flag. Because everything around us is a flag, metaphorically, that directs us to the existence of the Creator. So every, every moment is an opportunity. Those who think about the creation of the heavens there. Those who look at camels and look at the creation, look at everything around them, they take lessons. It reminds them of their purpose. What did kar? Kar means dhikr. And constantly keeps them, mashallah, mashallah, in a state of dhikr. And granted them zuhd, indifference to the opulence of this world. Allah 
Allah inspired them not to have an unhealthy attachment. It doesn't mean that we don't have nice things. Ibn Qayyim has a great statement. He said, Sayyidina Sulaiman, he had more wealth than anybody, but he, nobody had more indifference to the dunya than Sayyidina Sulaiman. It's like they used to say, it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. So nobody should take this to mean like, oh, you know, uh, it, this is about a mentality. Everything I have is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَشَغَلَهُمْ بِمَرَاقَبَتِهِ وَإِدَامَةَ الْأَفْكَارِ وَلَازِمَةِ عَضِي وَالْتِكَارِ وَالْمُحَافَظَةِ عَلَى ذَلِكَ مَعَ تَغَيُّرِ الْأَحْوَالِ وَالْأَطْوَارِ Sayyidina Shaykh, he says, at the end of this beginning of the introduction, he says, and then, with all that in mind, they stay consistent. They look after this, they protect this. Regardless of the change of their circumstance, or the situations around them. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ So they stay upright. And he says, رَحِيمُهُ أَحْمَدُهُ أَبْلَغَ حَمْدٍ وَأَشْمَلَهُ وَأَنْمَاهُ So I praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala an incredible praise. Why does he say أَبْلَغُ حَمْدٍ? Why does he use a superlative? Because we could never praise Allah what he deserves. A pure praise, a sincere praise, a comprehensive praise, and one that shallow will bring barakah. He says, وَأَشْهَدُ He says, I testify that there's no God except Allah. Al-Barru Al-Kareem. Al-Barr is the one that will be good to us even if we don't deserve it because of our iman. Al-Kareem, the one that's generous. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Ru'ufu rahim The extremely merciful, the mercy giving. Wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu wa habibuhu wa khaliluhu. Al-Hadi ila sirat mustaqim wa da'in ila deenin qawim. Salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi wa ala sa'iri al-nabiyin wa ali ali kullin. He says, and I testify that there's no God except Allah who will be exceptionally good to us if we say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah and generous with us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the extremely forgiving, the mercy giving. And I testify, anna Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abduhu is his servant. Wa rasuluh and his messenger. وَخَلِيلُهُ وَحَبِيبُهُ And his friend and his beloved. The Prophet said, أَلَا وَأَنَا حَبِيبُ اللَّهِ وَلَا فَخَرُ Prophet said, I am the one who is beloved to Allah, the most beloved to Allah. All of the Prophets are beloved to Allah, but the Prophet وسلم, is the most beloved to Allah. Some people, they said, SubhanAllah, وَاتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خِيلًا Maybe, Khalil is greater than Habib. Some people, they said that. One of our teachers, mashallah, he said something nice. He said, in order to have a friend, that requires like intermediaries. But in order to love something, doesn't require intermediaries. 
And also he says, subhanAllah, in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكَذَارِكَ نُورِي إِبْرَاهِيمَ مَلَكُوتِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لِيَكُونَ مِنْ مُوْقِنِينَ We showed Ibrahim the dominions of the heavens and the earth. But Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought him close to him without anything. Without any need to see the heavens and the earth. The Prophet And that's why subhanAllah, Ibn Qayyim, he mentions in talking about this. On the night of Isra wa Mi'raj, this hadith is related by Sayyidina Imam al-Bayhaqi in Dala'il al-Nabuwa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to the Prophet, Sell, tu'ata, ask, you will be given. Qala ya Rabbi, O Allah, you took Ibrahim as your friend. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to him, I gave you something better. Takhattu habiba. I took you as my beloved. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then he describes the Prophet, the guide to the straight path, the caller to the upright faith. Then he sends peace and blessings upon all the prophets, upon the family of Sayyidina Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Man ahabba Husaynin faqad ahabbahu Allah. The hadith, hadith sahih. Whoever loves Husayn loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Bayt Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And all of the believers. And he says, Amma ba'd. To proceed. فَقَدْ قَالَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى بَعْدَ أَوْذِ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَمَا خَلَقُوا الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقٍ وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ يُطْعِمُونِ أَنْ يُطْعِمُونِي وَيَعْبُدُونِي Verse says I did not create human beings jinn and human beings except to worship me Allah I don't demand of them any provisions and I don't demand that they feed me Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sayyidina Imam Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhum radiallahu anhuma commented on this verse I did not create jinn and men except to worship me say, to know me. That's why according to the majority of Ahl Sunnah the first obligation upon any person is to what? Is to know. Imam Ibn Ashir in his famous poem, we learn Maliki school. Said Imam Ibn Ashir, he said the first obligation is to know Allah. That's what we should be telling our young people, man. We talk about obedience. We talk about staying away from evil. We should talk about knowing Allah. It's a great argument. Why is the Prophet the beloved of Allah? Because nobody knows Allah more than the Prophet So the more someone knows Allah, the more Allah what? He loves that person. Subhanallah. Ask yourself, what do you know right now? What is it that you focused on? What it is that you spend so much time? Compare that. Let me compare that to how much time I spent just thinking about like one name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one attribute of Allah throughout the week. If I have children, I can choose every week this name, alhamdulillah, this name we're going to do this week. Ar-Rahman. 
So like, alhamdulillah, after like 99 months, weeks, خلاص alhamdulillah. So he says, فَقَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَى وَمَا خَلَقُتُ الْجِنَّ وَإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْ رِزْقِ وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ يُطْعِمُونَ He says, وَهَذَا تَصْرِيحٌ Sayyidina Imam al-Nawi says, وَهَذَا تَصْرِيحٌ This is a very clear statement. بِأَنَّهُمْ خُلِقُوا لِلْعِبَادَةِ This is a clear statement that they were created for ibadah. We're going to talk about what is worship in the future. فَحَقَّ عَلَيْهِمُ الْاَعْتِنَاءُ then they, it's an obligation upon them then to take that seriously, to take worship seriously. And to be careful of the dunya, to be mindful of it. Now we can see why his introduction is important because now we understand what is Riyadh Sadihin going to do. It's going to amplify and increase our capacity for worship and diminish our ability for disobedience. That's what it is. That's why it's called riyadah to nafs. Riyadah means to train. They do it to horses. So the book's going to train me. It's going to domesticate me. It's going to bring me back to fitrah. The fertile verbiage of the Quran and Sunnah is going to resuscitate me and awaken me and allow me to align myself. Most of the people who are Muslim aren't happy because deep down they know they ain't living right. That's why most of us, because we know Allah demands more than anything around us could demand. But in a way that's merciful and kind and caring and supportive, not destructive. They did a study of 13-year-olds who spent three or four hours looking at Instagram and TikTok. Most of them did it in the restroom. And they said most adults, they scroll in the restroom. So where you do it is where you're doing it. And they asked these people after three or four hours of scrolling, do you feel better about yourself? Especially young women, they said no. No. But I can't stop. That's why I said it earlier, it's Islamic studies teachers, man, you're at the forefront, you're at a very position, very important place in the life of young Muslims to inspire them to love Allah, to have hope in Allah, and to be responsible to Allah. Sayyidina Shaykh, he says, And here he identifies the two major goals of the book. He said, this verse is very clear that the purpose of life is worship. So then it is incumbent upon people who worship Allah to do everything they can to increase that capacity for worship and to diminish, to turn away from i'rad, to be in opposition to the evil of this dunya by exercising responsible restraint. And then he begins to describe the dunya. He says, Rahimahullahu ta'ala, فَإِنَّهَا دَارٌ أَفَادٌ لَا مَحَالُ إِخْلَادٌ Yes, salam. Shaykh, he says, because the dunya, دَارٌ أَفَادٌ It's a place that's going to perish. لَا مَحَالُ إِخْلَادٌ Not a place that's going to live forever. 
وهو مركب عبور لا منزل حبور and that this dunya is a ship to be sailed not a permanent destination ومشرع انفصام in this place where I is going to be separated لا موطن الدوام not a permanent abode see why the introduction is important and if this is too difficult be patient be patient inshallah step by step push yourself a little be uncomfortable I'm here for you I got you he says قال الله سبحانه وتعالى then he says it's been a long time since I, I, I forgot this book man فَلِهَذَا كَانَ الْإِقَضُ مِنْ أَهْلِهَاهُمُ الْعِبَادِ Sheikh, he says, so for that reason, the most intelligent, the most awake, the most woke, talking about being woke, Islam talked about being woke 1400 years ago. Why do we have to identify ourselves constantly with the political theology of the left and the right? It is a political theology for them. Conservatives, they hate Muslims. Liberals, they hate Islam. Now what you going to do? What you going to do? You thought Marvel was on your team. I thought Marvel was down for Team Islam. Hmm? The Sheikh said very nicely after everything he said about the dunya. He says, Rahimahullah, Farihada Kana Al Aqadu min Ahliha Humula Ibad. The most woke people are the devotees of Allah. There's no activism if there's no obedience to Allah. And there's hypocrisy if there's obedience without activism. We have to have both. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Ma'idah, He marries the idea of being the righteous activist. You have to be very careful. As I said, the right is at war with the Muslims. The left is at war with Islam. Look in Surah Al-Ma'idah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Sayyidina Musa, أُدُخُلُوا أَرْضَ الْمُقَدَّسَ الَّتِي كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ Go into the Holy Land. قَالُوا يَا مُوسَىٰ إِنَّ فِيهَا قَوْمٌ جَبَّارِينَ There's some big people in there, bro. We ain't going in there. That's basically how they respond to him. إِنَّ فِيهَا قَوْمٌ جَبَّارِينَ Some humongous people in there. We're tiny. قَالَ رَجُلَانِ مِنَ الَّذِينَ يَخَافُونَ نَعْمَ اللَّهُ Two men who fear Allah. So they have activism, but they have fear. Don't be deceived by activism that's untethered from obedience. But we'll lose allies. If you can't be your true self, they were not your allies in the first place. If you don't have asks that make people uncomfortable, then why are you there? For the left and the right. We should not identify ourselves as being on the left or the right. We should identify ourselves as prophetic moralists. We are a prophetic community, not a political community. Politics is our tail, not our head. And why is it that we always have to follow what America says is important? We don't have an independent message? What happened to the da'wah? I was sitting one day in a park in New York City. This man came to me. He was blazed out of his brains. He was lit on crack. I haven't seen someone use crack in 30 years, but that's New York. 
And he came to me, he's like, man, can you give me like, I need to get a primo. If you know what a primo is, make toba. That was before I was Muslim. All my bad stuff is before Islam. That's my excuse. Just don't ask my wife. And I said, man, how old are you? He said, I'm 48 years old. He was my age. I said, man, what have you been doing for the last 25 years? He said, living in the streets. So I started giving it to him, man. I started giving him that old school Siraj Wahaj, you know, unadulterated funk, man. I started hitting him. You got a purpose. And he said to me, nobody has talked to me like this in 25 years. I needed to hear this. Thank you. I said, man, get yourself together, bro. So Sayyidina Sheikh, he says, Sayyidina Sheikh, he says, the most awoken people in the dunya are worshippers. In Surah Al-Ma'idah, two people stronger than a whole nation. Two men stronger than a whole nation. Why? They have activism, but it's coupled with reverence for the sacred. People will say, but man, it's amazing. They have all these cool things. What do we take in the lesson from Hudhud with Sayyidina Sulaiman? Was Sayyidina Sulaiman confused by the power and incredible feet of Hudhud? Nope. So what? I got bigger things. I got bigger things to do. I have bigger things to do. Then he said, and the most intelligent people in this dunya are those who practice responsible restraint. Then he says, and I know we're running out of time. Sheikh, he mentions the verse from Shulta Yunus that says the example of this world, the life that we live in is like rain that comes, it brings... The earth brings out beautiful vegetation. And people get enamored by it. Ooh, it's amazing. And then suddenly, boom, it hits. The thunderstorm hits. Everything's gone. As though it wasn't there the day before. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Thus we make our signs very clear to people who think. And then he says, Rahimuhullah, وَالْآيَاتُ فِي هَذَا الْمَعْنَى كَثِيرَةٌ so there's so many verses about like this that teach us what is responsible zuhud. Then he says, وَقَدْ أَحْسَنَ الْقَائِلُ Then he mentions a line of poetry. This is Bayt Ramla, if you want to understand. Bahar Ramla, yeah. Some people said this was Sayyidina Imam al-Shafi'i, but there's like a question about did he say it or not. That's not our discussion now. But listen to this beautiful line of poetry. إِنَّ لِلَّهِ إِبَادًا فُطَنَا طَلَّقُ الدُّنْيَا وَخَافُ الْفِتْنَا Quotes this line of poetry. 
And he says that indeed to Allah are some very intelligent servants who divorced the dunya. Irrevocable divorce. Because they fear fitna. What is the fitna they fear? When you hear the word fitna, what does fitna actually mean? I'm going to lose something in the hereafter. I'm going to do something that causes the pleasure of Allah with me to be suspect. That's fitna. That's it. We shouldn't say women are fitna. Audhubillah. Men are fitna. Audhubillah. I'm a fitna if I don't know how to care myself around women. I'm the fitna if I don't know how to care myself around men. I need to start with myself. طلقوا الدنيا طلقوا الدنيا وخافوا الفتنة نظروا فيها فلما علموا أنها ليست لحي وطنا. He said they left this dunya, they divorced it. Doesn't mean irresponsibility. We're going to talk about this later on. What does it mean to be zahid in the balanced way of Islam? And he says they looked at this world. And when they understood that this is not a permanent abode for the living, they made it a deep sea. When they took their good deeds as the sails by which they will sail over this difficult ocean. That's beautiful, man. Let me try to finish here, Sheikh. Sorry. The Sheikh says, if that is how the dunya is, if I has described it, and our situation. And we are like, as I said, in our situation, our purpose is like I said, Sayyidina Imam, here's the purpose of the book. And so if that's how it is, everything I just said makes sense to you. I remember because I was reviewing this, and my daughter, she's funny because she knows what is khiyar. Khiyar, cucumbers. So I was saying, that's why it's important you should read in front of your kids really loud. So I was reading it. She said, khiyar, ya baba. Where's the cucumbers? I said, la, al-akhiyar. Leave me alone. Where's the computer cord? No, no, not that silk. The Sheikh says, فَإِذَا حَالُهَا كَمَا وَصَفْتُ وَحَالُنَا وَمَا خُلِقْنَا لَهُ كَمَا قَدَّمْتُ فَحَقٌ عَلَى الْمُكَلَّفِ أَنْ يَذْهَبْ بِمَذْهَبَ الْأَخْيَارِ If that's how it is, then everybody should try to emulate the ways of the righteous, the good people, the prophets, and those people that the Ummah has authorized as being examples. And he says, وَيَسْلُكَ مَسْلَكَ And to follow the way of the people of Anahi. Anahi means to prohibit. What that means, these are responsible people. They know when to stop. I was watching Peppa Pig. You know Peppa Pig? You got babies, you know about Peppa Pig, man. So my daughter, she said, they have, they have this one on YouTube, if you're trying to put your kids to sleep, it's the best, like 30 seconds long and it ends. Like, okay, time to go to bed. She said to me, my three-year-old, one more. Hour later, man. 
One more. That's not Uli Nahnui. That's not someone who knows when to stop. The Shaykh is saying the people of Nahi, the people who know when to stop themselves, well, Absara, insight. They have priorities, they have principles. People of Taqwa. He says, The person should pay attention and prepare themselves for what I directed them to. And they should take seriously what I, what I, what I warned them of. And the best way to do that, the best path to take in doing all of this, that's why the Imam's class here is very important in hadith. Because notice something, Imam al-Nawi, he's doing something very important, what's called ta'seel al-afkar. He's rooting his ideas in sharia, ta'seel. To root it in an asl. Sheikh Sidi Ahmed Zarouq in Al-Qawa'id Al-Tasawwuf he talks about this that every idea isnaru shay li aslihi thumma qiyamu bihi bi dalilihi khas Sidna Ahmed Zarouq Zarouq is any idea that you have you should root it in the sharia and then you allow it to stand up now people want to stand up what does the sharia say? No, 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 no. You root it and then you ask. As Al-Akhdari says, يَعْلَمْ حُكْمُ اللَّهِ فِي The first thing a person says, what, is Allah, what does Allah teach me? What should I do? Then I do it. Not I do it, then I ask. I'm sure, Imam, people come to you all the time They said, I started this business, what's the ruling? But you already started the business. Hey, forgiveness is either permission. So we tell our wives. And forgive me, can we take a little extra time, Sheikh? Just to finish the introduction, I'm sorry. People maybe need to pray, I can stop. Just a very important point, we have to finish this introduction. Afwan. He says, Ah, thank you. Sheikh, he says, So the best thing to do is to take what is authentically narrated from Sayyid al-Awwaleen, al-Akhiri, from the master of all creation. Prophet said, I'm Sayyid I'm the best of human beings, I ain't bragging. Al-Qadi Iyad, he said, why did the Prophet say, Ana Sayyid Warid Adam? I'm the best of creation? Because he had to. Because Kitman al-Im Haram. The Prophets will not hide what they have to teach. And we're going to talk about this later on, because as we go through the Hadith, there's a lot of practical things you can take. Don't, it's not going to be, always introduction is hard, right? After this, believe me, it's going to be, mashallah, you know, a little bit more easier. A little bit more easier. But the introduction is important. عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سيد الأولين والآخرين وأكرم السابقين واللاحقين صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى سائر النبيين وقاقر الله تعالى وتعاون وعلى بري وتقوى Then he starts to mention verses to support تأصيل his ideas. Why did I write the book then? He said Allah says that we should work towards good and stay away from sin. So I'm, I'm putting the book together to help you. And the Prophet Then he mentions that Allah will help someone as long as they help others. The next hadith he mentions Whoever directs towards good, they will share in it. And the next hadith he said, all these hadith are sahih. Whoever guides to good. مَنْ دَعَى إِلَى هُدًا 
whoever guides to goodness, كَانَ لَهُ أَجْر For that person, he will have, mashallah, mashallah, the ajr of the person. Whoever guides to good, whoever follows them, they will get the reward of those who follow them and it won't take any reward from either of them. That's an encouragement to do good, mashallah. Now we see so many young Muslims doing great on TikTok, mashallah, on Instagram, seriously, right? Trying to educate young people. They, they fall under this hadith. As long as they, you know, they base what they're saying on, on what's correct and they, they have access to correct information, alhamdulillah. خلينا شيخ الأذان هو السنة مؤكدة كفاية مولانا فرأيت أن أجماع مختصرا أدني سيز وصح عنه صيسم قال لسيدنا علي كرم الله وجهه والله لن يهديك الله بك لأن يهدي الله بك رجل واحد خير لك من حمر النعم أو نعم said if you guide one person to سيدنا علي is better for you than everything Everything you can imagine. Then he says, Rahibahullah, Furaitun Ajma'a Muhtasara min Ahadita Sahiha, Mushtamilan ala mayakuna tariqani sahibiha ila al-akhira. So I thought I would, based on that, gather together a small summarized text of authentic hadith. There's two important points I need to make here. This is very important. Imam al-Nawi, in writing this book, he relied on two texts. You have to know this. Because that allows us to appreciate what he did. The first text is al-jam'u al-sahihain, Li Muhammad ibn Futuh al Humaydi. He died 477 after Hijri. He wrote a book, mashallah, where he brought together all of the hadith of Bukhari and Muslim, and he, uh, he, he organized it in the, in the names of the Sahaba. So, like Abu Bakr, radiallahu anhu, every hadith Abu Bakr narrated what Bukhari and Muslim agreed upon. Man faradabihi Bukhari, man faradabihi Muslim. But unfortunately, Humaydi made some mistakes. That's normal. Now people are very impatient. It's very easy to declare people irredeemable. But that's not how Islam is. Islam is very patient with mistakes. That's why Sayyidina Imam al-Hariri in the end of al-Mulha, he said, When tajida aiban fasudda al-khalala fajallama al-la'iba fihi wa'ala The end of al-Muhat al-Arab, he said, if you find any mistakes in what I did, fix it. But fix it nicely. And fix it with rahmah. Because glorified is the one who has no mistakes. With Sidna Shatabi, he says in Hirz al-Amani, When kana khirqun aw kharqun, fadarikhu bi fadlihi min al-hilmi. If you find any mistakes in what I did, and Shatabi was blind when he wrote Hirz al-Amani. He was a blind person. He said, if you find any kharq, if you find any mistakes, فَدَّرَكُوا بِالْفَضِيلَةِ مِنَ الْحِلْمِ Be merciful to it. وَيُسْلِحُوا But fix it. لَكِنْ بِجَادْ مِقْوَلَى Like, with care. Yani, don't destroy me. Nowadays, everyone destroy everybody. Because you know why? No one's working for the akhirah. Everybody's working for fame. فَشَيْخِ الْحُمَيْدِ رَحِيمُهُ اللَّهِ In a jam بَيْنَ الصَّحِحَيْنِ Sometimes he will say, for example, وقد رواه البخاري ومسلم لكن انفرد به البخاري ولم يخرجه ولم يخرجه المسلم. and that has not been fixed in Riyadh Salihin because Imam Nawawi رحمه الله out of his respect and love and he memorized the jam بين الصحيحين he followed him. so as you and I go through the text I'm going to show you here he is متفق عليه but this لم يخرجه مسلم أو لم يخرجه البخاري 
The second book that he relied on is the book of Abdul Alim, Abdul Qawi, Al Mundri, Al Targhib, Al Tarheed. Well, Sayyidina Imam Al Mundri, he died around 675 after Hijriya. And Al Targhib, Al Tarheed is four volumes. It's a great book. MashaAllah. Well, Sheikh Al Bani, he did the tasheed of this book also. It's out, it's available, I think, in one volume. But it kind of took the spirit of the book out of the book. And also, there's some critical thoughts on what he did. But Imam Al Mundiri, and in, in, uh, uh, in here you have to pay attention, in the Targhib or Tarheeb. For example, the hadith, Law ta'lamuna ma'alam fil wahda. If you knew what I knew about being alone, nobody would travel by themselves for one night. This hadith, hadith I think 915 in Riyadh Salihin, if I remember correctly. If you go and look at Targhib or Tarheeb, you see the exact same wording. Because Imam al-Nawi, he, he took from them. There's nothing wrong with that. MashaAllah, those are Imams. Al-Hafath, Al-Hafath. Both of them are considered from the Hufal of Hadith. But there's a problem. Because Imam Sahib al-Targhib al-Tarheeb, the one who wrote Targhib al-Tarheeb, he didn't just mention Bukhari and Muslim. He mentioned Ibn Abi Khuzayma, Ibn Khuzayma. He mentioned other books of Bazar, Abi Shayba, other books that are not so well known. He mentioned them. Why is that important? Because sometimes even if he said that it's related by Bukhari and Muslim, he chose the wording of someone else. The love of Bazar, for example. The love of Nasa'i. Imam al-Nawi, rahimahullah, he doesn't mention all those other people who just say Bukhari, Muslim, Tirmidhi, Abu Dawud, and Nasa'i. Kutub Sitta. So, Imam Ibn Mundri, Ibn Mundri, Afan, Sometimes he will say the hadith, but the text is not from Bukhari and Muslim. The text is from Bazar or Nasa'i or someone else. Imam, Mus- Imam Sayyidina Imam Nawiz, we finish inshallah. He will say, well, Bukhari. But it's not, the, it's not the narration of Bukhari, it's the narration of someone else. What can you learn from this? And this is why the Sheikh's class is important. That the science of hadith is not a sloppy science, man. Look at the precision. So Sayyidina Imam An-Nawi, rahimahullah, when he would narrate from these books, he would follow their small mistakes. This has not been corrected in English. That, that I know of. And what I know is very limited, as we can see now. But, inshallah, as we read the text, I'm going to tell you. He said, muttafuqun alayh, bas Muslim, he didn't narrate this. He said, muttafuqun alayh, Bukhari didn't narrate this. He said it's, it's the it's the lafza Muslim, it's the lafza Bazar. So by the time we finish, Alhamdulillah, the book, and Wallahi, next time I'll do my best to finish on time. Amu. It's no, he's, he also has his what he's saying is correct too. Alhamdulillah, yeah. That we, inshallah, will have a complete like edition of the book, and your notes will serve. And one day, hopefully, we can print it, inshallah. Next time we'll finish the introduction. Barakallahu fikum wa jazakum Allahu khairan. وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله